I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, I'll send this guy, and he's like, somebody? And he goes super like, let me know. Hold up. Beep. Like, and then it's like the, because it has like the caption, it's like, it, and then it just says something random, like, if women wash dishes, then how are they breathing? It's like something stupid. I like, and I, I don't really find it that that's always. Yeah, I've time. never seen that. Hello. Welcome to the Colton and Joe Show episode 78. I mean, that's not 78. Episode 80. You just said that. I just, this is a joke. That was not a joke. But I did actually three seconds ago just say we were on Colton and Joe Show episode 8. And then I just messed it up. I was, um, my mind was on something else. It's sort of a long week. I felt like a quite a long time since the last time we were about five days or so. Um, so we actually did that. We thought of it. Okay, I, I more thought of the idea, the idea. And he finalized it up a little. Um, we are doing our like quote way too early free agent predictions on where this update is quite early. Um, Colton made the, made the fair point that a lot of the big names we're talking about right now, and then uh, we're either just gonna have to say the same things over again. But I, I'm assuming our, our opinion will change a little. Bit. Well, even if like I figure, you know, like we can do like a, just a part two with different players because I mean we're doing ten yeah. players today for free agency, and there's obviously. A lot more than ten notable players entering free agency this season. So by the time we yeah. hit part two, we can there there will definitely there's definitely a lot of other players we can do. So yeah, yeah, we're not we're not worried about, it. but we are we're going over I guess social stuff. If that's true, um, dude, go ahead. Dak Prescott, Aaron Jones, or Chris Godwin, Cam Newton, Richard Sherman, Levante David, Bud Dupree, and then Allen Robbins the second, <laughs> not Junior, which I. I always thought it was Alan Robinson the third, but it's actually the second that got me. I always thought it was the third. Yes, we'll have our predictions for that. Before we get into any of that, we always gotta go over how have you been this been going up? I've been pretty good. Um, a lot of practice, a lot of games. Um, chilling out. We, you know, met up at a buddy's house. All uh, a lot of guys from from my basketball team just hung out, uh, played some games, had some fun. Um, we went there earlier, like did some homework there, quote unquote. Um, just chilling with the just chilling with the boys, you know what I mean. Hit up the rec center today, played some basketball with one of my buddies I haven't seen in a while. Just you know, living life to whatever extent I can at this point with all the lockdowns and such. But you know, trying to trying to live life to the fullest at this point. But you know, what, what, what have you been up to? Um, a little bit less. I must. Yeah, as I'm upset that track has started doing that whatever still absolute garbage big surprise but i'm getting there i like i don't know if i'm any i don't i feel like i'm a little bit better than i was i think that's the um but i'm getting back in shape definitely gotta hit those the abs and stuff i lose a lot of loss about it. uh i lost a lot of that core and whatnot because i haven't done any but you know it's it is what it is a little bit tiring it's been a long week doing my algebra and stuff all the all the all the school trying to keep up with that so I don't have to have a mad rush in the last four days of the nine weeks like I did this yeah. week. Um, it's definitely I've definitely been playing a little bit with the NBA as well. It's been really interesting. A lot of the a lot of different stuff. Um, last of heartbreaker the Pacers did tonight, as I mentioned beforehand. Like it was close. You can only do so much, and I'm one well, is gonna be dangerous though. Whenever T.J. Warren comes back, bro, well his left foot is injured and has been for a little while. When he comes back, scoring like and stopping a Brogdon, Turner, and and Sabonis have balling lately, and I feel like there's a I I don't know. But I feel like, at the very least, two of those could be all-stars. I think Sabonis will probably go back-to-back. I think that's fair. He's having one of the- and there's, I've seen a lot of people trying to get Brogdon in, um, which I think would make a lot of sense. I'm not, I don't know about Turner that much, to be honest. Like, because I know he's, like, really good defender about, like, I feel like you need to be, like, maybe more often. You know, I'm, I'm not. Yeah, I'm Sabonis really or Brogdon, either one of them could definitely make it. I don't think Miles Turner has much of a shot. 
But yeah, it's interesting though. Definitely cool to see. But um, you know, it's, I honestly thought we might be doing cold, and I thought you didn't get sick. Well, no, I'm stupid. It's the other way around. You get you get less. You get more sick than cold. Yeah, never mind. I'm I'm stupid. But uh, you know, it's cool. The, the only thing that really stinks is that for track we have to do everything outside, pretty much everything. So yeah, it's like sucks. yesterday it was 16 degrees with a wind chill down to 10 and it was snowing, and we had to like change our clothes to port a body because they wouldn't let inside. <laughs> That's weird. I figured if you like, if they like took your temperatures and stuff, they'd let you inside. That sucks. They did, they did take our temperature, but we were like, it was so cold outside. We were like 90 oh, degrees. Oh, so obviously, yeah. if we were 90 degrees, that would be very, very. Um, yeah. But it, I mean, it is what it is. It's, it's really bad. I mean, I honestly, I can't complain yeah. too much. Yeah. But, um. So I guess without further ado, we can we can hop into the news here. Some interesting stuff. You know how we like to start our new segments over the past couple of weeks with the coveted Deshaun Watson saga, as we <laughs> as we like to call it. And now we have the biggest piece of news to come out in the Deshaun Watson saga um, the whole time. So, per Adam Schefter, obviously everybody knows Adam Schefter, the best NFL reporter, um, Deshaun Watson has officially requested a trade from the Houston Texans. A move that we saw coming, um, I think we both predicted it. Um, and yeah, he's out. They did... Uh, kind of to go along with that, they did also hire their new head coach. They were the last team that had not that was yet to hire a head coach, and they did it. They hired Ravens wide receiver coach David Culley, which is very interesting. You know, I don't really know how great of a coach he would be. I don't know much about it, but what I do know is that the Ravens have sucky wide receivers. <laughs> I don't know. Obviously, he doesn't play a big role in the talent that's there, but he develops it. But you know, say what you will about that. Um, but we're in a weird space because um, despite the new head coaching hire, Deshaun Watson had still requested a trade, but the Texans GM came out in an interview. It was um, the interview where they had where they were announcing their new head coach, um, David Colley, and he came out and he had said the team has zero interest in trading Deshaun Watson. So it's a, it's a really weird spot because obviously you requested a trade and it comes down to like, well, are they just not going to trade him or are they just going to try to like hold out? And, you know, is he going to sit out or like, what, what's the deal going to be here? So we don't really know what's going to happen. It's while well, he did request a trade and usually that's like, okay, they're parting ways. We're in, in a scenario where that's not even like, you know, that's not something that's like fully, we're, that's not something we're fully sure is going to happen. So really weird stuff, but Deshaun Watson requested a trade, um, and that's big news because that's a top-five quarterback in this league. They could potentially be on the move, the biggest QB being on the move since you know Peyton Manning. <laughs> so like, yeah. really, really, really interesting stuff here. Definitely. It's, I, like, as soon as I heard that, it's just kind of me laugh. It never really made it, never requested a trade, and everything before this point, really like speculation and stuff, which is... It made me chuckle a little, but it is interesting. But more and more, I think about it. The haul to trade for like to trade for Deshaun Watson is gonna be humongous. It's gonna be yes. definitely. I feel like it's gonna be like at the very least. Like I feel like that's more. And um, I don't know. That's what I, I like. More and more, I think about it. I feel like it's gonna be an astronomical amount to trade for a guy like that. And that's why I don't think a team like Jets, or like Jack Wires, are gonna do that because they can. That's just so much capital, so much like future. When you have so many needs. And you just shove it all into position. That's why I think. Well, the thing is, if I'm the Jets, I do that. Because I do that really for any team. Because if you have a chance, for me, in my mind, if you have a chance to get a top five QB, you do it in whatever it takes. But for the Jets, yeah, I think they've already got a bunch of extra first round picks from the Jamal Adams trade. 
like you could train away all this first and still, you know, you're maybe only missing one or two years of like not having a first round pick, you know, after the picks you get from the Jamal Adams train. So it's so interesting. I would, I would do it if I was the Jets, but to each his own. Uh, definitely not the oh, the Jaguars. You can get Trevor more of a sure thing. But if you really don't believe him in Donald at all, I could see why you do. Like if the Jack, if the Jets did it, I wouldn't be like, wow, that's it. Like it makes it makes some to an extent. You get a sure thing. Um, yeah. I, I don't think this would ever happen, but I think the ideal trade for Houston is um, with Jacksonville, and you say Deshaun Watson for the first pick. I think that's the most. I think that's would be a dream scenario for Houston. I don't think it would happen, but I say like if you're going to get anything back for Deshaun Watson, I don't know what could be higher value than Trevor Lawrence. To be fair, it's, it's, it's weird. I don't really know at this point. I've said so much stuff. I just want to. I just want to wait it out and just see what happens. Honestly, I want to stop making. <laughs> at the end of the day, I I have no clue what's going to happen, and that's the fun of it all. That's the the quote off season. As it's it's not really the off season, but for most every every team except two, it is the off season, and they've got to think about get more wins, and get that coveted Lombardi Trophy. And for a lot of teams, yeah. it's going to Matthew Stafford, Deshaun Watson, or like what other quarterback is left out there? Whatever the starting quarterback of that. Like if they trade it to the Dolphins, then obviously Tua is basically. The, the big trade target and it's, it'll be interesting to see unfold um and i'm, I'm excited for it I'm, I'm hyped but i'd be very very surprised if anything happens in the next two weeks I, they're probably gonna sit on their hands and win until the very last moment before they trade just on watson yeah they're gonna sit i'm sure they're gonna bring in their new head coach and try to see if they can somehow you know re, 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 reconcile things with deshaun watson uh, i don't think that's possible but i'm sure they'll give it a try because that's what you kind of got to do in this scenario but um um, um yeah, no, sorry <laughs> You, you've got to be so, so we, this is our, our genuine like Buccaneers, not Buccaneers, the Bucca, the Pirates, um, Pittsburgh Pirates. They just traded, just traded away something. I don't know that I didn't really, but um, something popped up top defensive lineman, uh, someone Arnold, I don't, but uh, trade them to the St. Louis Cardinals. I know that so basically, I don't honestly have a I didn't know this guy, and he was supposed to be already good, just because I don't really pay attention. But this makes me hate, I, don't, I just don't, like, I will honestly, I went through a weird phase in the summer where I kind of like to watch baseball games, like old baseball games. And then I was like, if the Pirates try to get good, maybe I would actually try and watch to see what it and give it a shot. And, like, it's going to be, I cannot imagine, like, what team the Pirates are going to be. Because they don't have anybody, like, they don't have anybody, like, that's even relatively good. That's just my weird, but we talk about how bad the Pirates are, which get back to them. They do suck. They do suck. Um... <laughs> Now we get a couple pieces of news about the LA Rams, which is kind of interesting stuff. There have been some reports coming out as of late that they're maybe not 100% committed to Jared Goff as their quarterback moving forward. Um, and the speculation, per Ian Rappaport, is that the Rams are expected to have an open quarterback competition this offseason between Jared Goff and John Wolford, um, which is, you know, to me, it's stupid. I think most of us can agree we, we know, you know, Jared Goff is, the, is a better quarterback than Wolford. Alford came in and he gave it his all and he, you know, he had a couple of solid games, but we all knew knew golf was better. But to go with that, um, an interesting piece of news here, um, according to Jeremy Fowler of the SPN, Matthew Stafford considers the Rams a viable contender in his trade market. Um, now, while obviously we know that the Rams, or I'm sorry, not the Rams, the, the Lions and Matt Stafford have agreed to mutually part ways and the Lions can, you know, they're going to be trading Matt Stafford and they can, trade him wherever they want. Um, he's obviously been their franchise quarterback for you know, the past decade or so. And they, you know, they're going to try to do right by Matt Stafford as best they can. Right. And if he decides like, Hey, I want to go here. I'm sure they'll try to get something done. Right. Um, so reportedly, Matt, this is the first team that's come out that's been on, you know, that like we know is on Matt Stafford's radar. Now but the LA Rams, they're expected to have an open QB competition. So they're a team that doesn't necessarily 
isn't necessarily sold on Jared Goff. Um, and I honestly think like the Rams are a very, very scary football team with Matt Stafford. That's that's all I got to say, right? And I'm not saying this is the team that Matt Stafford's going to go to because we don't know, but um, this is this this will definitely be one of the better fits in the league for Matt Stafford if I have to give it. So yeah, for nice running game, good young, talented wide receivers, um, and a good defense. I mean, you can't ask for much. I guess a good Salir team, and then uh, in the playoffs, so if you want to win and you're Matt Stafford, that's only a good option. But I still so a coach that's actually confident. I hate like. I don't know why you would ever come out and say there's a competition between John Ward and Jerry Goff. That's just, this is I was just making sure it like a joke. You, that's, that cannot be real. It's obviously Garrett Goff is gonna, like yeah 99 is out of yeah. <laughs> Have you seen that video? It's kind of random, but there's a video that came out a couple of years ago where like this high school team brought oh, yeah. they disguised Jared Goff and they brought him in and like they like he like won the quarterback competition and everybody got really mad. That was a funny video. I, I enjoyed that video. I watch it. I rewatch it every once in a while. It's just random. But last time, yeah, last time Jared Goff was in a, involved in a QB competition. Um, <laughs> that's a funny video. But the last piece of news here is um, one of, you know, with, with the offseason comes retirement. And I know that we have a big name being uh, announcing his second retirement of his career here. Jason Witten announces that he will be retiring again. He obviously retired. Um, a couple seasons ago, went into um, broadcasting for a bit. It didn't go very well. Ended up coming back. Um, he uh, will be retiring again, he announced. And he plans to sign a one-day contract with the Dallas Cowboys on the day of his retirement so that he can obviously retire a Dallas Cowboy where he spent the majority of his career. Um, Jason Witten, one of the best tight ends of all time, um, the fourth most receptions of all time, only behind... Ran or who is it? It's Tony Gonzalez, Jerry Rice, and the live. I think Randy Moss is the other one. Um, so obviously, a crazy resume there, or maybe, maybe it's Larry Fitz. Maybe it's Larry Fitz. Hold on, this is gonna kill me. This is gonna kill me if I don't look <laughs> at this. I know Tony Gonzalez and I know Jerry Rice, and the other one is Larry Fitzgerald. Yep, so those are fourth all time behind, behind those three guys, and that's a yeah. That's a great company to be in there. Obviously, to the, the favorite target, um, longev- like over the longevity of Tony Romo's career. Um, yeah, and yeah, just one of the best, one of the best tight ends of all time. That's all there is. You know, one of the best tight ends of our generation for sure. Um, announces his retirement. Yeah. You know, hopefully, jokingly, he doesn't get back into broadcasting because that was, that didn't go very well. Not gonna lie, but um, we yeah, thank you, thank you to Jason Witten. Uh, congratulations on a great career, and we we wish you the best in all of your future endeavors. Oh, yeah, yes, as, as we always, always, yes, do. yes, we always got to wish the guys send these, like, these guys off into their retirement life on a, on a high note, yeah, definitely. I feel like um, Jason Witten was honestly like pretty underrated. Like, I never realized really how good he was until like I saw him when he was older, and I was like, this is not the James, not the James one, this is not the Jason Witten. I know and remember, like, towards the end, especially for the Raiders last year, like, watching him, I was like, he's obviously regressed. And then I went back and watched him as old highlights, and I, the man was the, the security boy. He could, yeah. like, a Jared, he was like the, a Zach Ertz, like, but better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very, very secure hand, very good tight end, definitely. Um, honestly, like, a Hall of Famer. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I'm sure he, he, I feel he'll be successful, probably not broadcasting. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. I think if he could be like a, not a commentator, but like maybe one of those guys that like 
like does the halftime reports or whatever. Like maybe one of those guys. Okay. I don't know. I keep seeing clips of Shaq just like just roasting like NBA players. Just like I don't think you have what it takes. And then I was just okay, cool. I, I'm pretty sure that was done in the minute, like in particular. Yeah. That, that, like and he's just like, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> like I feel like that's not a good idea. <laughs> but to two each his own. You want to? Yeah. Shaq. Shaq is weird. Shaq and Charles Barkley have their crazy dynamic on the TNT TNT crew. Um, but he he makes some interesting things that he says. But um, anyway. That is the news that we have for today. So now we get into the the real topic of the episode here. Our free agency predictions for 10 different players here on the in the 2021 class. I'm not going to call this top 10 like players in the class because there are some better players but these guys are are bigger names and more interesting things things that you know you'd rather know. You know what I mean? Like maybe a guy like Justin Simmons is probably better than you guys on this list but would you rather us break Justin Simmons or Cam Newton? I think Cam Newton is a much more interesting person and a more interesting thing to predict, for sure. So, um, so we, we get into our... I think he'll stay. Honestly, like, Personally, I, I think he'll stay. But yeah, he might be in a part, part two. Safety. We'll see. Yeah. Maybe. If some if there's some rumors that, like, we're not going to predict, it's obvious. Rumors yeah. are almost, so where do you to predict for... I guess it's okay. So... The first prediction I'll go with is one that's a little bit more obvious to start. Dak Prescott. Um, Dak Prescott, the Dallas Cowboys quarterback. Obviously, you saw him draft in 2017. Um, late round guy came in and took over for Tony Romo for an injury, played amazingly, and has been the starting quarterback there ever since. And there was he got franchise tagged last offseason. They, they were in negotiations for a humongous contract. Those, those negotiations never really went through to anywhere. And they, he just got franchise tagged. He played in a few games this season, like the first four or five games, and was leading the league in passing yards by a lot, like a lot, like to the point where like, like two games had passed after, after his season-ending injury, and he was still the league leader in passing. Um, he, he, he was phenomenal before going down with injury. And I think if you're the Dallas Cowboys and – you have this quarterback here. I think uh, the, the the ideal move is that Dak Prescott re-signs with the Dallas Cowboys. Um, that is my prediction there. He will re-sign. I think they went into this in a scenario where they had the leverage because, you know, he maybe he didn't have like a crazy amazing season the year before. And, you know, he looked good, but he didn't necessarily look good for as, as good as the money he commanded and this and that. Well, he is kind of a prove-it year. While he didn't get injured, he came out and just was an absolute baller before going down with injury. And I, I think this I think this is a scenario for the Dallas Cowboys where you saw it, where you see what he was doing there, and you just say, like, okay, we have we, we have to respect this. We have to say, like, all right, we need every team needs a quarterback. We found our guy, and we're going to pay him whatever he wants. So I, I think, for me, Dak will re-sign with the Dallas Cowboys, and I think it'll be a real good good deal now instead of, just a, a cheesy franchise tag so uh, yeah yeah i i can um i also believe that Dak prescott will sign with resign the uh, dallas cowboy um so i went through sportstrack.com um a very good very good for reference stats um they have this the market value of player the free agents it's really cool i'll be referenced um so it's projected market value 36.8 which is like top five among wilson watson um, and I think, I think you, you have to do, it. and there's a, there's a very good relationship. Um, there's a lot of speculation about the relationship in Dallas between Jerry Jones and Dak Prescott, but they've came out multiple times and have said, 
we want to stay. Dax wants to stay in Dallas. Um, Jones wants Dak to stay in Dallas. So I really can't imagine they're not going to be able to get. I mean, D- Dak proven he's good. Monster stats. Um, I'd like to see more wins, but I know wins aren't a, the deep of the show. Should Dallas blame that on Dak? Well, it, it's that's what I think. I think it's going. I think that's pretty straightforward. Yeah, yeah, me too, me too. Um, next, I want to go to one that it will be interesting. Allen Robinson. Because, to my knowledge, we're both going to predict him to not be on the Chicago Bears. There's been a lot of drama surrounding Allen Robinson for a long time over the past couple of seasons. About he wanted a contract extension like last year, he didn't get one. The Bears weren't willing to give him one. Um, he's had to deal with this terrible quarterback play his whole his whole career, this, that, and whatever else. And just he's been fed up with the organization for a while now. So I don't think he will be returning to Chicago. Um, but where he goes, now there are a few options of places he could go. Um, but the, the one that I'm going to pick here um, is interesting. And I think a lot of the reason I'm picking it is because of this is actually the location where I predict Deshaun Watson to land. Um, Miami. Miami is my pick. Allen Robinson will sign with the Miami Dolphins. I think they will trade for Deshaun Watson. I think it will be a deal involving a first round pick and, you know, one, one, uh, however many first round picks into a tug of Iloa. And I think if you're Miami, um, your receiving core could look like Devontae Parker, Allen Robinson and Devontae Smith coming into the season. Or obviously if you're Miami and you sign Allen Robinson, maybe then you say, well, maybe we draft Kanai Sewell instead and, you know, protect Deshaun Watson, if obviously, if, if the, you know, this is the place he goes. It's the place I'm predicting him to go, and I think Allen Robinson will go there. And even if Deshaun Watson doesn't get traded to, to Miami, it's still, you know, a good, a good situation, and it's still a good place for Allen Robinson to be, obviously. Um, a team that, you know, while, you know, you may be a little bit higher in Devontae Parker, I'm not sure how much, what you think about him anymore. I know he used to be high on him. Um, I don't think he's really, like, a true number one wide receiver, you know what I mean? And I think Last season, too, and that didn't necessarily look amazing, but you have to think about it from also, like, all of his receivers were opting out or injured, pretty much, right? It was like, you got to the end of the season, and he was rocking with Devontae Parker and Lynn Bowden. It was, you know, like, really not a good wide receiver core. Right? Bringing in Allen Robinson, that's where you're going to actually, you know, see see what you have with Tua if he's the guy. I think Deshaun Watson will be the guy. And um, Allen Robinson would be a very good fit with Deshaun Watson, let me just say that. Um, that would be... A very, very good team there. Um, but so Miami is my is what I'm gonna say for Allen Robinson. Now I'm really in it that we both had very interesting <laughs> um I thought you were gonna say we both had Miami. Miami Derek. No, no. Uh, that was interesting. It's very interesting, very thought provoking. He'll team up. He would team up with that his be... former wide receiver counterpart in Jacksonville, Alan Hearns. You're right. I, I can that's that would be insane though. Devontae Parker and then Demonte Smith throw in uh Throw in uh, Alan Robinson that would be quite unstoppable, dare I say. But yes. um, as as a very much so fun, that would be to I with a little bit more of a concern with the Colts, um, which the Colts have a ton of cap space. Just um, and Alan Robinson's projected market value is twenty, so that's not like that's not out of the realm of possibility them to go in there and sign him. And the thing I look at the wide receiver core, and they don't have any like proven guys. They have young guys. They have guys with lots of potential, but they don't have any like real stud to go in. There. Um, they have experience with T.Y. Hilton, but he's not the player. You, um, I just, I love, I would really like the fit, especially if they get Matthew Stafford. I really think, honestly, I really think Matthew Stafford is going to go if I'm going to, like, if, if I was going to say I'm the team. same boat. And Colts, you get Matthew Stafford. Matthew Stafford gets a true number one wide receiver, a monster. 
pair him with. A young guy, so Speed and T.Y. Hilton, that can, that can really make plays at times. And it's just, it'll be really fun to watch. I, I think I like the fit there, actually, of a true number one wide receiver. A team that really, like the crown, there's not a lot of really good everywhere, except for, well, now quarterback. And a little bit of a question mark at wide receiver. And you feel that, and feel the other question mark with Matthew Stafford for trade. And you are in business. You are, honestly, your shoot contender, in my book. Honestly. Yeah, I think I, I think I can agree with that one. Um, I like the pick there. Um, it, it, it's a possibility, but I think I like Miami. I, I would kill to see Deshaun Watson and Allen Robinson play together. Oh, for sure. That's all I got to say. Um, but I almost Jack. I almost you. I was thinking about it, and then I just, like I had the thought about the Colts, and I like it way more. Um, but. It's like if you really like if you think about the person like Allen Robinson like there's a lot of guys in Tennessee right now that I think they've been on a bad team and they're frustrated and I think they just want to like Allen Robinson, Sean Watson, Matthew Stafford like they're not gonna go to a team that's a little less lesser talented you know like I don't I really cannot imagine they're gonna go there just for the money you know they have a you have a real shot to win. yeah for sure for sure um so mm, next team we'll go with or next sorry next player we'll go with is Aaron Jones. The running back, and I got a sneak peek. I, I don't know what Joe said, but he said he picked one that maybe is a little bit uh, like left field, a little bit. But he said he's very confident in it, so I, I'm interested to see what he has. For me, I think Aaron Jones gets re-signed by the Packers. Um, that's what I'm gonna say. Now they were in negotiations with him in the off season that would have made him one of the higher paid running backs in the league, um, but they were not able to get anything done because it would have made him one of the higher paid like in the per season. And the guaranteed money wasn't necessarily all there. Um, but nevertheless, I think with the success they had this season, um, I think, with, with, you know, the stage in his career Aaron Rodgers is at, I think it, you, you have to run it back. You know what I mean? They're a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Uh, I think you just have to run it back. And Aaron Jones was such a big piece of that offense. I think you have to do whatever it takes, whether that be a franchise tag and just try to get one more year of Aaron Jones until – you know, whenever, you know, if that's what it takes, I think they have to run Aaron Jones back. I, you know, I think this team is so much better with Aaron Jones. And I just, I don't see them changing things up that much because I really don't think you're in a scenario where you can put either Jamal Williams or AJ Dillon in there and, you know, have any sort of the production you get from Aaron Jones. And I just think the thir- they were 13 and three. I don't think Aaron Rodgers has enough left in the tank that you can just bank on you know, going a few years without a running back until you're able to pick one up or whatever. Like, I think they're in a scenario. They need to run it back with the team they had. They were so close and real Super Bowl contenders. And I think one more year of Aaron Jones, however you can get that at least, is is the right move for Green Bay. And I think that's what's going to happen. So um, so while I like to take, and while I really hope that's what happened, when you take a look at the cap, like the cap situations of the Packers, and the market value of Aaron Jones is projected a million dollars, which is among the top two running backs. Um, there's McCaffrey and and uh, and Henry and, and all those big names. It's really just because um, there's a lot of guys. Then you know you're gonna want to sign guys and you know, retain different players and stuff. They're already um, leaving the Packers. So I I can't like really say they're gonna this year. Like I think they really just doesn't make much sense. Like, and then you think about the backups. The backups are pretty Speedy Jamal Williams and then powerful AJ Dillon. Um, you know like, they're not great and they're definitely not productive. They weren't very productive whenever. Um, mm-hmm. He wasn't there, but hopefully they develop. And if you have to, you can draft the cheap rook. Um, this is where the team into sign um, into the spot. I like I look at the I look at the teams. All the, I looked up like rushing right, like rushing ranks towards the bottom. You look at all these teams, but all of them have like like I look at them and the Steelers. Like the Steelers don't have enough. These guys they have pick cable backups, but he was injured or whatever, so on and so forth. 
And I get to the Rams. Now, the Rams are up towards the top. But if you look at like their rush efficiency I, rating. I was, knew that's what you were going to say. You knew I was going to say the Rams. How do you know? I didn't like, I didn't, like know, but like something in my brain just told me I thought you were going to say the Rams just because they're so reliant on running the ball and they don't really have that lead ball, like a real lead back. You said you said the words right out of my mouth. You look at the running backs. I got Cam Akers, who really heated up towards the end of the season. But can you really trust him? Can, can you really trust this guy who had, like, four good weeks? And it's a team that's so dependent, dependent on the rush game. You got good wide receivers, but a lot of questions of quarterback that made apparently clear that they are not confident with quarterbacks. Why don't you go out, get the top running back, and then you're you're set. You've got a great running game for sure. Um, a very efficient running back in Aaron Jones. And the rest of the running backs were not exactly. Especially towards, like, week 1 through 12. They were not um Yeah. So... I honestly like it, and I and the cap situation is not much better for the Rams, but I think they can, I think they can make it work because I think there's there's a lot of contracts that and they're gonna be able to restructure. Mainly Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup is making like top ten wide receiver money. Been injured and not exactly top ten quarterback, so hopefully they can restructure that and have a little bit more money this year. Um, so I like it. Um, is it out in left field? Yes, but I think it's not that far out of the realm of possibility. If I'm being honest, with you. I don't know. Obviously, you do not agree. I like. I'd like to see him in the Packers because I kind of feel bad if Aaron Rodgers just straight up does not have like any help at all coming into next year. But I guess we'll get into that later. I'm actually. I'm not going to give it away, but I might have some help. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> so yeah, I don't mind that take. Um, it's one that yeah, they're in a scenario where they run, they run the ball more so than like pretty much any, any team in the league and don't have a true star running back. But I think they're just going to roll with Cam Akers. He did heat up at the end of the season. I think they're really high on him. I think they'll just roll with what they have. I, and I think the Packers, whether it be through franchise tag or whatever, I think they're going to do whatever they can to run back with Aaron Jones personally. That's but fair. next, I'm going to get to one that I'm pretty sure we're going to definitely have different, Shaquille Bear. Um, now, the Buccaneers are in a weird place free agency-wise where they have three of the probable top ten players, Shaquille Barrett, Levante David, Chris Godwin, some players that are obviously amazing players, and it just comes down to cap. Who are they going to be able to sign? Who are they not going to be able to sign? What players are going to command however much money? You know, there's so many players on that team that are going to be resigned, restructured, this, that, whatever else. Tom Brady's getting up there. They're going to have to do whatever they can to try to get him weapons. I personally don't think Shaquille Barrett will be back. I just don't. He's 28 years old, for one, um, which, you know, isn't crazy old, but it isn't necessarily as young. Um, and he's just in a scenario where I think he's going to command a lot of money, like a lot of money. And I think if you're the Buccaneers and you need, for one, Tom Brady's up there and you know you're going to need to keep surrounding him with weapons. You know that you have other players on that team that can rush the pass efficiently. JPP, Dominican Sue, um, Vita Vea. You just know you have other players that can potentially get to the passer. or Maybe you want to go out and try to trade for or sign a cheaper option. I just think Shaquille Barrett, as, as you talked about before um, with your, your cap websites and stuff that you were actually like looking into crunching the numbers a little bit more than that was. And the market value of Shaquille Barrett apparently was, you know, he's a top two paid outside linebacker in the league. You know what I mean? It's I just main $20 million. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he is, uh, he's going to command a crazy amount of money. And I just don't think in the situation Tampa Bay is in right now that they are, are gonna that they're gonna pay that. But the team that I think will be paying that and the team that I think will will sign Shaquille Barrett is the Arizona Cardinals. 
So, they, yeah, that's an interesting one because obviously we're back, guys. A little bit of technical Nothing difficulties. Nothing says Cool Ninja Joe show like Skype just hanging us up out of the blue. That's accurate. That's accurate. But um, where we were is I just said Arizona was my destination for Shaquille Barrett. Um, so that for me, it, they had obviously the league leader in sacks last season, Chandler's. Um, but he sat out pretty much the entire season this year with a torn pack, I want to say it was. I think that's what his injury was. But anyway, obviously, there's yeah, no guarantee. Sure. And Chandler Jones is older. He's up there in age. Obviously, he spent a lot of seasons with the, with the Patriots. He's up there in age, right? Chandler Jones is not a guy that is guaranteed to come in. Like, you know, maybe a young guy would after missing time and being as productive as he was before, whether that be because of the injury, whether that be because of father time, because we all know father time is undefeated. Um, Chandler Jones is not a guy that I think can depend on. I think when he comes back, you're not just like, okay, we're going to rely on because I don't know, you know, I don't, I think we'll be good, but I'm not sure necessarily if he can come back and be what he was before. Right. And even if he can't, he's obviously up there in age, right. Um, a little bit more so than a guy like Shaquille Barrett. And with such a young team overall of the Cardinals where, you know, some of their most important pieces are Kyler Murray's young. Um, Isaiah Simmons who's young. Buda Baker is young. Um, I think they're a team that's going to go out and they're going to they're going to try to get a pressure. And I think Shaquille Barrett is going to be that guy. He can come in play play alongside um, Chandler Jones and Marcus Golden, and just I think that would immediately be one of the league leading teams in sacks for sure. Um, but yeah, I and I don't you know I don't necessarily know exactly how many more years Chandler Jones has left on his contract. I don't believe it's too many, but. I believe they get Shaquille Barrett to, you know, maybe be mentored by Chandler Jones, if that's what you want to call it, but to come in and just kind of be the heir apparent Chandler Jones and to come in and just be ball out and do his things. And I just think they're a team that's kind of in a better, a better scenario in terms of long-term cap flexibility. Not, you know, I'm not sure what their cap looks like this season, but they're in a position where it's not like we need to load up on offensive talent to surround our 40-year-old quarterback. You know what I mean? Well, I think Tom Brady is a great quarterback, and as is Kyler Murray, I think Kyler Murray's a quarterback that has a little bit more, um, at this point in his career, of a dynamic playmaking ability that, you know, he can obviously run the ball, he can just, he can scramble out a little bit, he can make those highlight plays. And I think, you know, obviously he's young, right? He's in a, he's not in a scenario where we have to surround him with a bunch of talent in order to win. It, I, I just think, you know, with, with the cap long term, I think they can sacrifice and maybe make his contract a little bit longer with less money or less money per year, but a little bit guaranteed money, whatever it may be. Um, I think I think Arizona is a destination for Shaquille. I like it. I, it's not even a team that came much to mind. They do have a lot of cap space. Um, so as you mentioned, just about $20 million, the projected market value for Shaquille Barrett. And that basically... I've told you guys, I've texted Golden Lord like three times, and then I even said, so obviously he knew that I, my, my decision. I think that Shaquille Barrett is going to resign. Um, the defense was just so good this year, and I've all, I've always kind of been a big Shaquille Barrett, like, almost hater. I haven't, like, watched a lot of him. I watched him in the game versus the Packers, and he got immense amounts of pressure. And as I really get your points, I really, I don't think they're going to walk away from him. I think there's other there's other options. Um, and he's, I, I said, marked it down, resigns for more than he's worth. I'm not sure if he's really worth million dollars but um you know that, i think that's if you want to keep your guy and that's what you got to do um i don't know i i thought i've never even really hit me that much that there could be another team out there like the cardinals it's a very good point um so i probably could have put in some more thought to this one but it's just always been my my uh my thought that he was just gonna stay um so but i i, th- I think I'll, that's that's what i'm going with that i think he's gonna stay 
It just makes a lot of sense from both sides. They he, he wasn't like a lot of the other guys that just is a play when he gets tagged and he wants to get paid more money. You know, he's produced now, but you know, we'll see. I, I'm not, I'm not too entirely confident. You really uh, broke down my argument a little bit. I was, I was really kind of convinced we both had the same thing there, but I guess I'm pretty sure at least at some point we'll have a one um, similarity except for Dak Prescott. I think we'll have at least one somewhere. Else. Yeah, probably, probably. Um, but yeah, I do like yours. I think they, they would definitely should kill Barrett if they're, they're able to, I'm sure they will. Um, they have a good cap space. I think it's like eight yeah. in the league, but it is hard to bring back. It is really, really unrealistic to think you're going to bring back all three guys. <laughs> it's not out of the realm of possibilities, mm-hmm. but it's very, it'd be really, really hard. Yeah, there's, there's just so many players on that team that need new contracts. And obviously, you just got to surround Brady with talent offensively that you just have to. Um, so I yeah. guess we move on to now another player, Chris Godwin of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And this is a player that why the why kind of speculation is that he probably won't be back. And that's been the speculation league-wise. And everywhere I've seen people, you know, I think Chris Godwin will go to Miami to play with Deshaun Watson. I think they would be an amazing fit, by the way. Just going to say that. But I do think Chris Godwin will be back with Tampa Bay on a nice tag. That is my prediction, um, is the franchise tag. Because you're in a scenario with Chris Godwin where he had an amazing last year, but then he came in this season. He was injured a lot. Um, obviously, his fit with Tom Brady isn't necessarily the best. Um, and and you got Anthony Brown that comes you know? in and snatches yeah. away as well. Yeah, and Gronk comes in and snatches away some of the targets. It's like his, his stats, his production was not what it was a year ago. So it's a scenario for me, the perfect to be for a franchise tag where you kind of want to prove it year for Chris Godwin, come out and show me what you're really worth this next season. Because I don't know right now if I want to pay you as much money as you command in free agency when I don't even, you know, I don't know if you're worth that much, right? So I think it's the perfect franchise tag opportunity if I'm the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to just keep Chris Godwin here for one more year. Show me what you got with Tom Brady. Let's see, you know, get a healthy singer belt and I'll see like really what I think, what I feel you're capable of. So I think this is the perfect, mm-hmm. the perfect situation franchise tag if I'm the Buccaneers. Yeah. Um, so this is an interesting one. This is a very interesting one for me to decide. And I thought about it, and I thought about it. His his projected market value is seventeen and zero point one on the end there, seventeen point one million dollars. Um, which which is a lot of money. It's a lot of money for sure for a guy that me. I've never really been that high on Chris Godwin. I've, for some Buccaneers players, I'm just a big hater on. It. Um, he just never as like this year for sure. Last year he was he was for sure. This year on the other end, he's you know watching him draws passes he shouldn't. Tom Brady wants stability. Tom Brady doesn't need the big play guy like that. And you think about it, Antonio Brown could leave. You want to keep Antonio Brown that's already your friend. It's getting a little older, so he's not going to be running the deep. And then in conclusion, you're also, I mean, in addition, you already have a loaded tight end room. So you want to sacrifice, I, I think you sacrifice Chris Godwin, you let him go. And I just realized I, I messed him up. I mistyped some things. But I think he goes to the New York Jets for big money, probably more than his projected market value. Um, he gets an opportunity to be a true number one wide receiver. He's not competing with Mike Evans or Antonio Brown. Or let's be honest, anybody else. Um, he might get a new quarterback, a young quarterback that he be a strong leader to, you know, you know, kind of bring back the he'll be the stable guy in the locker room and the stable guy in the field. Definitely will that'll be the best guy there in all likelihood. And then you're you're there and you can just help a team rebuild and a team with a honestly with a bright future, all these draft picks. And then if they trade, if they get to Sean Watson, that's even better, you know, because they're obviously in that that sweepstakes for top quarterbacks. Um, so that's cool too. You get, you get a great quarterback to play with and then you can use picks on somebody else or whatever. I like, I like it. Um, but I'm not sure exactly, uh, if that's going to happen. 
I, I, I mentioned that. I said he could resign, but I think he goes to Jets for big money. Exact, my exact note. So either way, I think this was the kind of toss-up at this point. There's a lot of rumors. Um, as you mentioned, that he'll he, the likelihood right now is that he'll stay. And I like the, the idea of a franchise tag. It's definitely a, a prove-it year. Um, that's a very good point, but I, um, I think I'm going to stick with mine on this one. <laughs> I like, I like the Jets. One, I've seen honest. some buzz around the Jets, definitely. It's just a team that's going to could throw them an absolute bag just because, you know, if you want a new you know, maybe you want Deshaun Watson, that could maybe lure him there, you know what I mean? Um, they would fit very well together, I will say that. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I like the tech in, in, with, the, with the Jets. So now as a player, um, Richard Sherman, where I love the – I just want to put that out there. I absolutely love this. My team that Richard Sherman will go to, Indianapolis Colts. I – am in love with with the Colts. Let me tell you here, it's um, the from all signs wise indicate he will probably. I don't. I don't want to say they indicate he probably won't be back, but there have been there's been speculation that he may not be returning to San Francisco. Whether that be because of the contract he will command, whether that be because his age definitely does not line up with the age of the rest of the San Francisco defense. Obviously, Warner, Armstead, Bosa. All, all young. But for whatever reason, I just, you know, there's some speculation he may not be back. I am somebody that agrees that I don't think he'll be back. I think he's going to go to Indianapolis. And it's a great scenario for me because Xavier Rhodes is a free agent for Indianapolis. They only signed him to a one-year deal. And while he had a pretty good season in Indianapolis, there's obviously no guarantee he's going to be back. And that was the thing with their defense. Because obviously they had Darius Leonard showing up the middle, showing up the run game. DeForest Buckner able to create a lot of pressure. Justin Houston creating a lot of pressure. DeForest Buckner obviously also helping out in the run game, being one of the best interior defensive linemen of the season. Um, and I believe he probably had the best season, apart from Aaron Donald, of any interior defensive lineman. Um, a great, just great defense. And obviously we know what that offense is capable of. And me and you both predict Matt Stafford to go to the Colts. So it's a scenario for me where I truly believe, and I think that Richard Sherman also will believe, that when Matt Staff, if Matt Stafford goes to the Colts, they're a Super Bowl. They're a Super Bowl contender, and they're going to be a Super Bowl contender. Sherman is going to say, "Well, I'm not going to stay here because you know they don't want me. I'm too much money. I'm too old. Whatever. I'm going to go to this Super Bowl contending team, and I'm going to be the best corner on this roster, and I'm going to come in and compete for a Super Bowl and make a good amount of money, whether that be on a one-year deal, or, you know, a couple-year deal." I think the Colts are going to be the team to make it happen. I think the fit with Richard Sherman in Indianapolis is, is definitely very good. As I do like that. I do. It makes a lot of sense. But for me, I, I don't know. I look at it. Um, he's projected to be making about $5 million a year as a 32-year-old quarter, cornerback coming off the year where he was injured a good bit. But when he played, he was um, above average to average. He didn't play great. But I look at this team, the 49ers, and what do you have to lose? Just re-signing him on a one-year deal cheap. Um, this wasn't one I really was too confident in, but I didn't know where else it made a whole lot of sense for him to go. Not, there's not a lot of teams in the market for a 32-year-old cornerback that um, his glory days are kind of behind him. And his, you know, a lot of his his athleticism is diminishing to an extent. And um, I said it as to see as a person that's seen Richard Sherman play part of the best defense, one of the best defenses of all time in, in uh, the Legion of Boom. But yeah, I look at it and I, it makes sense. Keep him around. And when you look at the 49ers, you're not, you don't really have a whole bunch of other options. Like, what else are you going to do? You're not going to get much better than Richard Sherman. Um, definitely not in free agency. There's not a lot of good cornerbacks this year, if I remember correctly. Kind of what this whole argument banks off of. So, I don't really know. I do like the Colts, though. It makes a lot of sense. And they've already taken risks on players who aren't playing great as um, Xavier Rhodes went. So, 
that's that could be a player for part two. But I think honestly, I think he wants to stay really bad. So I wanted to go there in particular because I know I learned this. And the Colts defensive backs coach that like taught with him that was um that coached him in Minnesota, and then he went there. And of course, he picks up. He gets better whenever he's with that coach. You got to stay with the defensive backs. Coach. That gets you there. Hopefully, um, just to, I'm not really sure about this one. I'll admit, I'm a little bit of a yeah. Colts picks. I'm not too confident. <laughs> yeah, I'm. De- I was very. I'm very confident in my Colts take on this one, to be honest. Um, but uh, this next player is obviously a player that we we know and love. Juju Smith-Schuster is um, the player here, and I believe he will be re-signed by the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's a scenario here where, you know, everybody loves to look at Juju and say this and that, slander on his name, say, you know, he can't do anything as number one wide receiver, he can't do anything without Antonio Brown. I flat out don't think that's the case. We've talked about it before. If you've watched these Pittsburgh Steelers games, you know that the way Juju Smith-Schuster is utilized in this current offense with Randy Fieger last season was completely different than how he was being utilized with Antonio Brown, right? He was the gritty, you know, fight for extra yards, slant route, curl route, you know, just get a couple yards and grind it out and be the big tough guy down low. That's how they were playing with uh, Juju Smith-Schuster this season, when obviously before he was more, he was a deep threat. They were allowing him to kind of unlock his entire route tree. He was running all these routes. He was able to use his speed and get into open space. And they're just not using him like that. And I truly do believe that this next season with Matt Canada as the new offensive coordinator, I think things are going to start to open up for him a little bit more. And I think I just think he's going to start to to have a better season. And I think he's Pittsburgh's guy at the wide receiver. As much as, you know, Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool and James Washington, as much as those guys all have a lot of promise, um, I love Juju Smith-Schuster as a person and as a player. And I think he's going to be back with this team. I think just the way the offense was built last season was very dependent on him, a lot more so than people tend to realize. And I think he's definitely the best receiver in the receiving core. If I had to, you know, put my, my stakes on it, and I think my Canada will definitely be able to utilize him a little more. So hopefully, as a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, they may be able to sign him for you know maybe a little bit cheaper because he's had a little a couple down seasons, and then Matt Canada comes back and is utilizing him correctly, and then the production starts to to skyrocket once more. But we shall see. And it could be a franchise tag. Don't get me wrong; a franchise tag is definitely not out of the question for Juju. But I think one way or another, all signs are indicating he doesn't want to leave Pittsburgh. And um, I, he's definitely beloved in Pittsburgh, and I believe he will he will stay a Pittsburgh Steeler. And based on something that you said earlier, I think I have a feeling where you, the, where, where you have. <laughs> yeah, you, you figured me out. You figured me out. Um, and this, yeah, as you write, I did predict him to go to the Packers. Um, as of right now, I'm waiting. Oh, to that's see, a good fit. As of right now, I am awaiting to see how much money the Steelers are going to save um, on cap from Big Ben's. Um, you know, very. <laughs> The um the, the the changing of his the saving of money from his contract the I forget the, the term yeah the restructuring of his contract that is is gonna happen that they've talked about it and then dropped about it a lot um there was multiple different interviews um so I mean you know he, his projected market value is sixteen point one million dollars which is pretty good I'll admit um and you look at it and you say Joe how can you say the Steelers are gonna sign I mean the Packers are gonna sign Juju for $16 million when they can't even re-sign Aaron Jones for $14 million. And that's a fair argument to be made. And I'm here to tell you, I don't care. All right, I don't care. I love that clip um, of Stephen A. Smith saying it. And I don't, I don't care. They're going to make it work. If they want, if Juju wants to go there, then they'll make it work money-wise. Um, but I don't think Juju wants to go there. And I think if the Steelers can do it, 
if the Steelers, there's a, if there's any possibility that the Steelers are going to be able to resign Juju, they're going to do it. Because everyone loves Juju. The locker room loves Juju. Juju loves in Pittsburgh. You need Juju next year for Ben's right off. Because without Juju, you're really, like, the Steelers wide receiver core, uh, yeah, as you mentioned, it's just not, it's not going to be the same without Juju. You've got a lot of promise there and a lot of really good players, but you you need a, a physical guy like that. You need, and hope, hopefully he's not just going to be a physical guy next year, but you need someone who's going to be able to do that. You need a Heinz Ward with the rest of those young guys, if you're going to take the the analogy. Um, but I, yeah, as as I go in the fit with the Packers, is nice because, the, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster strived with that role. He was behind a true number, like a elite, elite, among the best wide receiver in the NFL. And although that would kind of be hit to Juju's ego, you can't lie and say that he's not going to, you know, the, the all the lot of attention is going to Devontae Adams, and you're just you're not going to be facing the number one guy each week, um, I, I, for obvious reasons, um, you know, it, <laughs> I, I'm not sure, but I do, I like it, but I I like it as far as like a prediction would go, I like fit, and um, but I really hope he stays in the Pittsburgh. Obviously, we all love Juju here, yeah. big Juju fan, but the Packers make sense from a logical, but from an emotional, you better not leave. <laughs> Yeah, they def- it definitely does make sense. Um, Pat, the Packers do, and I would like that. If I if I didn't think he would stay in Pittsburgh, I think the Packers would be probably my choice. But I do think he will stay. Um, next, we get to a linebacker, the final player on this list from Tampa Bay, uh, Levante mm-hmm. David, and it's a really interesting. He's a really interesting case because he's been one of the better linebackers in football over the past decade. But you know, his stats kind of took a decline this year. Right, quote unquote, and I think if one player out of these three is 100% leaving Tampa Bay, it's Levante David. Because obviously he's one of the best line, you know, he's one of the better um, off-ball linebackers in the league. He can kind of do anything. He's great in. He's pretty solid in pass coverage. Great in the running game. He's shown some ability to rush the passer. He's a little bit on the older side, which is true. But the thing with Tampa Bay is they've got Devin White. You know, what I mean, one of the most promising young linebackers in football. I think he. Should have been a pro bowler this season, definitely. Only his second year in the league, and he's making these humongous strides. And I think he's in one of the top ten linebackers in football, probably, if I had to if I had to put a, a pin there on it. Um, and I think that when you have such a promising young middle linebacker in Devin White, I think you can sacrifice giving up Levante David, another one, maybe over Chris Godwin or maybe over Shaquille Barrett. But I think Levante David is out the door. And I really struggled with where David was, would, I think Levante David would fit. I originally had thought the Rams potentially of just, you know, a team that doesn't, a great defense that maybe doesn't, you know, that maybe lacks the middle linebacker there. But it's, you know, the cap, I didn't really like the fit there. But overall, the team projecting are a bit of a strange for the Cincinnati Bengals I pick um, for Levante David. I think it's a scenario where you, you, you tend to see it. Because we're in a league where you've seen it with Patrick, as you saw there with Deshaun Watson, and I'm sure you're going to continue to see it with some of the better young quarterbacks in the league. A trend where you get the best team around. You saw Josh Allen. Trend where you get the best team around a player. Lamar Jackson definitely. You get the best team around a player. I'm, I'm procrastinating my speech here. On their rookie deal, a quarterback on their rookie deal. You maximize the talent around a quarterback while they're on their rookie deal. And that's what the Chiefs did with Patrick Mahomes. That's what the the Ravens have done with Lamar Jackson. That's what the Bills have done with Josh Allen. You just bring in as many good players as you can because you have that cap space because your 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 quarterback is so young. But and I think you know you've seen that around the league. And while obviously he's not on the level of those guys, it's going to be a situation where you see those guys like we've seen before with you know young quarterbacks that maybe weren't the best, but teams believed in them and they bring in guys like that like. 
a Sam Darnold where they were, you know, you Sam Darnold and then decide, well, we're going to bring in CJ Mosley and Le'Veon Bell become their rookie team. Bring all these random wide receivers, you know what I mean? Because these, these guys on their rookie deals surround them with whatever talent we keep. That's what it's going to be with Joe Burrow. Situation, they don't, they know that Levante David isn't going to be like their guy. Either. But they're in a scenario where defensively, their best, apart from Jesse Bates, their best players are old. You know, Atkins, uh, Jay Reader, you're in a scenario where you get those guys and you're like, okay, they don't fit the timeline of Joe Burrow either. But I think, you know, they believe in Joe Burrow and they're going to surround Joe Burrow with as, you know, random talent as we can while we have the cap space to do so. And I think Levante David is that talent they bring in. And they obviously do not have a good middle linebacker or off-ball linebacker really whatsoever. And I think Levante David is one of the best linebackers in the league still at this stage of his career. And he goes there and definitely shores up that defense and makes them significantly better. But above all things, I think this is just a scenario where it's kind of an impulse buy. Maybe you could call it where you just, you know, you're buying just because you have a river back and so we got to buy, we got to get somebody. I think that's what it comes down to and with Levante David to the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, I like it. And I went the same, the same route, not the same team. I went the same route with the Houston Texans, a team that's really, well, I guess not exactly the same. Reason, but it's, it's a, it's a really bad defense. They just need to get some players in there. He's a first type player, He's a good player. He can stop the run. Pretty good coverage, if I remember correctly. You know, they've got money to shell out to an extent. Um, so, you know, bring him in there and, you know, it's, it's not as deep for me. I think they just need to get someone in there. They just need to get someone in there that can do something. Hopefully they can, Houston is in, in some mad trouble, but hopefully they can get some draft picks, put some money in that, because there's no way, <laughs> there's no way they're doing anything next year. It's as bad as it was. The rush defense, atrocious. And Levante yeah. Davis, get in there and maybe he's, you know, he's not a defensive lineman, but he can, he can stop the run. And, um, I think that that's a big thing. And, you know, he can drop back in coverage. He'll do what you ask. He's, you know, as far as I know, he's not been a problematic player, which for a, a locker room, been in shambles as of late. So, um, that's my prediction. Honestly, I don't really care. Like, I, I think he's just a guy that he's going to go where, where the money goes. I, his, his projected market value is $12.7 million. Lower than I thought it would be, but, um, you know, him and Joe Schobert are good players that can, you know, produce to an extent. And you can just put him in a bad defense, and he'll, you know, he'll do good, and he's a good piece to stick around. Um, I don't know. I like it. This is another one. I looked at the numbers, and I looked at the situations, and I was like, eh, it makes sense. But there's not a whole lot of, like, logic. Yeah, a lot of logic there with, with building around Joe Burrow and that's already there. And I wouldn't be surprised mm-hmm. if you look at the Bengals, because they do have a thing as well. A lot of teams have a lot of money, and they're like, the teams aren't even that bad. <laughs> but then you look mm-hmm. at some teams, and they're not good at all, and it's, where's, where'd the money go? What are you spending it mm-hmm. on? A lot of times, it's just like old contracts. And like, yeah, yeah. Cap is weird. That'd be a and I really crazy <laughs> linebacking duo there with uh, Levante David and Zach Cunningham. Oh, man. That would be mm-hmm. accumulating. Okay. That'd be like 200 tackles right there. You put. <laughs> That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. So, we get to the last two players here. About, before looking at the numbers with the cap, I honestly thought the Falcons would be good. Him and Foyson Aluakon. Um, but, Ooh. you know, actually, like, it's a bad defense there. Okay. And then... A really good offense. So a guy like that you can plug in place and hopefully add some yeah. production to it's not really producing much. <laughs> yeah, I like that fit, definitely. Um but we here get on to the last two players and we're gonna start with Cam Newton, um, quarterback of the Patriots. He's not gonna be back. They they've already pretty much said that. Um he had a rough season, but I do think he gets signed and I think he will be the starting quarterback for at least a period of the Washington football team. That is where that's what I believe. Maybe he doesn't start. Maybe they keep Alex Smith, whatever it may be, right? But I think the Washington is in a bit of a strange scenario this year, this year because they did make the playoffs, so their draft pick will not really be high enough to draft one of the good quarterbacks. You know what I mean? Like, 
unless they want to take Mac Jones or something, but I don't think they will. Um, I think they're in a position where they're not going to be able to get a great quarterback in the draft, and they're going to have to maybe take a leap year where in which they settle for whatever. And I think this is that. They're, they're going to settle for Cam Newton. He's back with his old head coach that they had such a great relationship with him and Rivera. And I think he comes in there whether or not he starts, whether they decide that they're like, okay, we like Alex Smith better and Alex Smith comes. Whatever, whatever scenario they bring Cam Newton in to be, I believe Cam Newton will be part of the Washington football team. Um, there's been a lot of speculation of that. That's been one of the more popular destination and predictions for cam newton but i guess i jump on the bandwagon so <laughs> yeah um wait what team do you predict him to i'm sorry I missed washington is my washington point. okay that's cool i i get it i get it this one i did kind of contradicts what i've said a lot along the line here that um that i really liked the broncos quarterback situation i think they're gonna move on well i kind of changed my mind when i looked at it i think cam newton kind of fits there he you know Cam Newton likes the deep ball, which we know, and he didn't get through that. He even he tried to with like Jacoby this year, and even mm-hmm. Julian Edelman like kind of worked before he got in, which is interesting. At least, but um, you know, you definitely have some deep threats there. Cortland Sutton is coming back. Jerry Judy's there. Hamlin, um, Hamilton. Two. I always have to mention two Penn State wide receivers: KJ Hamlin and um, Kobe Hamilton. Not Kobe. And then yeah. Deontay Spencer, former Steeler. Um, a lot of speed there, and a lot of and um. A running game that's 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 pretty good. I don't like Melvin Gordon that much. I've expressed my dislike of Melvin Gordon, just, mm-hmm. but Phil Lindsay's good, and they're definitely like they get their they'll get the, they got their touches here and they produce. Um, you know, I th- I think he fits there, and he's he's really not gonna make much money. He made like a million dollars this year. He's probably gonna make like if he's lucky, he might make like three. Not much. He's not gonna make. Um, yeah. he's just not, not at this point in his career. He's not. He's just not like there's not a lot of people looking after him. He's pretty old. He just didn't produce at all, especially through the air. No, like barely any touchdowns and whatever. Um, but I said Denver question mark Lamar's backup, which I'm not really sure what my thought process was there, but maybe it wouldn't be that bad. They like their veteran uh, quarterback and RC three being a backup, and they had to let him go. So maybe you, you bring in um, a Cam Newton guy who also likes to rush the football, but has a passing ability and whatnot. Um, but that's not my official prediction. I'm going with Denver, but I, mean, I don't really. I like it either way. Um, he's probably if he's honestly like. I could see him just not being signed. Like I don't think it's that unlikely. That, um, if he, if you know, I think Denver makes sense. So that's where I'm going to say. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, it's not the prototypical Kansas- Denver Broncos quarterback of the you know six foot five white guy, but they get the six foot five black guy now. So it's not the prototypical <laughs> Denver Broncos quarterback, but it would definitely be an interesting fit. Um, I, I, I won't see that happening just because. I don't think he's that big of an upgrade over Drew Locke. I don't think either of them are really that good of football players at this point in their careers, but whatever like, it may be. I do like Drew Locke, but it's just more and more, no one thinks Drew Locke is any good. I'm like the only person that thinks Drew Locke is not So, um, yeah. <laughs> honestly, like I can't imagine he's going to have too much of a role next year. <laughs> yeah. I think they'll probably stick with Drew Locke, but they've got a good enough draft pick to where I feel like if they don't believe in Drew Locke, they can go out and pick up uh, Kyle Trask slash... Um, Trey Lance or whatever in the draft, or maybe if they really believe in a Mac Jones, they can go pick him up. Or I don't think they'll have a good enough draft pick to get a Fields, Zach Wilson, or obviously a, a Trevor Lawrence. But they're in a position where I think they could draft one if and Drew Locke, and I think that's what they would do. Um, and now to the last free agent, another Pittsburgh Steeler here, Bud Dupree. Uh, I definitely don't think he'll be back with Pittsburgh. I think he's going to command a butt ton of money. Because he put up great stats. I believe it was 11 sacks this year, despite missing a bunch of games towards the end of the season. Um, he's a great edge rusher um, and just doing great things. And started off his career very cold and ended up picking it up later towards in his career. 
But I think he's going to sign with the Tennessee Titans, is my prediction. Um, a team that was last in the league in sacks. I believe they had 14 sacks on this season. Um, the, the stat was the league leader, TJ Watt, in sacks, had more sacks than the entire Tennessee Titans team. Um, and I just think they're in a scenario where they need an edge rusher, and I think they're going to go out. And they're gonna, As long as I've been thinking about them, like the past season, I've just always felt like Bud Dupree was going to be a Titan. I always just felt like that for whatever reason. They experimented with Jadavion Clowney. It didn't work. They experimented with Vic Beasley. It didn't work. I think they're going to come in and they're going to experiment with Bud Dupree. I think he's going to get an absolute bag. Do I believe he's necessarily worth as much as he's going to get? Probably not. Um, and I think he's a good edge rusher. I just think, obviously, the pressure of having T.J. Watt on the other end is something that helped him tremendously there. Um, but I do think he'll be a Tennessee Titan. I think he'll be their, their number one edge rusher when he gets there. And I think they're going to pay him a butt ton of money just because they really don't have anyone else there rushing the edge. And that is, you know, a very big staple of any defense is edge rushing. And I personally believe, apart from quarterback and left tackle and like maybe wide receiver, um, edge rusher is the most important position in football. So you got to have one if you're going to want to win. And they're in a scenario where they're so reliant on Derrick Henry, they got to, you know, have everything else right. Yeah. I like it. I actually think that makes a lot of sense. And even really thinking that much, that, that makes a lot of sense. Um, I also think he's gonna get he's gonna get paid projected market value per usual as uh, as so far this episode has gone um, eighteen point one million dollars which is outside linebacker rank three projected um, yeah just Jeez. I'm not even sure who number one is Pro- I mean honestly TJ Watt probably but I don't think they're like I'm not sure if they even calculated that so either way he's getting paid a, a lot and honestly I, I have to agree with you as we beforehand um, without you guys listening. <laughs> um, I'm not really sure if he's worth that. It's, but to me, it comes with. I think it, if you want him to be opposite of someone that is also good, and it's not all the pressure is going to be on him. Like there was a lot of pressure off, and it's not all like I'm not discrediting him, obviously, but it's a big help whenever you have a you know someone like T.J. Watt on the other side. That's the main focal of the like. You gotta stop T.J. Watt. You gotta stop T.J. Watt, and you, you can't stop T.J. Watt. <laughs> but it's it's even harder when you got to budget pre on the other. It's just a lot to handle. Um, look at the Jaguars. I predict them to go to a lot cap. They've got the number one most cap space in the whole entire NFL. You got a new coach in Urban Meyer, um, who these uh, called coaches are kind of famous for liking the chemistry, and that's something I, I feel like I hear a lot. You know, they're a little bit, especially a guy like that. You got you know, either they're from the same college, Josh Allen and budget pre. They're both from the University of Kentucky. And um, I think that that leaves a lot to that. And I think Josh Allen is really going to break out this. He's dealt a little bit of injuries the last couple of years. Um, and I'm, when he's played, he's produced. Um, so, I mean, I like it. I think Josh Allen, yeah, like I said, I think Josh Allen will probably break out this year. And then it's the same thing. You know, you don't have all the pressure. I don't think he's going to get, he probably won't get double duty. Um, You know, he. I think that, I think that's where it ends. I'm pretty confident in that one. Um, but it's, it's another situation where your defense is just bad and you don't really have a lot of help out. So you can just, throw around some money you have lots of money just throw around some money just bring in some of the bigger names and, and hope all goes well <laughs> and especially for a new guy coming right in the nfl like that it's really easy just to say we'll give you a lot of money just to get talent here you know and i i'm yeah. not sure but that's what i, I that's in my mind that's what it kind of goes to i do like i do like uh the titans though i didn't even really think about it too much but it's like actually seemed like a good idea <laughs> yeah i don't I'm really sure. know why but like it just seemingly as long since i've started to like think about it like last season or so and i was like you know like after they he got franchise tagged when i started to think about it i was like you know i really don't think they're gonna ever be able to really bring him back um for whatever reason i just always felt like tennessee was gonna be the place 
I don't have a real explanation or reason. I just always kind of felt like, yeah, I feel like he's going to be on the Titans after this. So that would be an interesting gut-feeling moment if he ends up actually going to the Titans. That would be very interesting. But, um, yeah. So Um, I guess there you have our our stuff there for our free agency predictions for 10 of the the, the higher name free agents. We've discussed it prob- a little bit off camera. Probably um, when we actually like get to free agency and like the start of it, we'll probably go through and do a part two of this and, you know, maybe whatever, um, you know, some of the other 10 different free agents that we didn't do this time. There are a lot of other guys that we can think of, like, you know, Jameis Winston's a free agent. Um, Hassan Reddick's a free agent. Um, certainly AJ Green's a free agent. A lot, definitely a lot. James Conner, definitely a lot more, a lot more players. Mitch Trubisky will be a very interesting one. Um, but yeah, there's there's a lot more players in this in this league that we would definitely we can definitely discuss. If that's something you guys are interested in, let us know. But probably towards the we get a little bit more towards free agency, or if there's just a day we don't have much going on, we can we can definitely go apart too. So be on the lookout yeah, for, sure. for that. How about we read over our names as we can visualize it here? I will start off since I'm. You kind of, you're just kind of walking around, so yeah, I won't make you uh, have to rush back. I'll go. Um, I have so stuff I'm not going to do any order that we went over because I didn't have it written down that order. Um, okay. So Dak Prescott resigns with Dallas. Aaron Jones to the Rams. Juju to the Packers for now. Chris Godwin to the Jets for big money. <laughs> Cam Newton for to Denver. Richard Sherman resigns with the 49ers. Delonte David to the Texans. But Dupree to the Jaguars. Allen Robinson to the Colts. Keel Barrett resigns the Buccaneers. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I go Dak Prescott, re-signs with Dallas. Allen Robinson uh, signs with Miami. Aaron Jones re-signs with Green Bay. Shaquille Barrett goes to Arizona. Chris Godwin gets franchise tagged back to Tampa Bay. Richard Sherman signs with Indianapolis. Juju Smith-Schuster stays in Pittsburgh. Levante David goes to Cincinnati. Cam Newton to Washington. And Bud Dupree to the Tennessee Titans. I like so, it. I, yeah, I I enjoyed this. I think we we both had some very good reasoning and some very good very good predictions. I think we'll definitely have at least a few of these I feel like will come correct. Yeah, definitely. Um I think I like I I really do think Juju is gonna sign, but just right now when you look at it, um just at this point right now, it doesn't look it's not not yeah. a hero sign. I honestly honestly I think they'll probably um there goes my Alexa going off. But um Personally, I think it's going to be a franchise tag. If I had to give my prediction, now I I didn't predict it to be one just because it could definitely be anything. But with the cap situation they're in, and with all the different players they've got to resign, obviously one of these guys is going to get franchise tag just because of how the sheer amount of players that there are that need resigning. Um, but I think Juju Smith-Schuster is definitely a candidate for that franchise tag. Certainly. But the um, thing is, it's like, yeah, on one hand, it's like you want to go prove yourself. And on the other hand, it's like, well, if we really believe he can be a great receiver, maybe we want to sign him for a little bit less money. Um, in all reality, who I think is going to be franchise tag by the Steelers is probably Mike. So I don't think they really, I don't really don't think they want to lose Mike Hilton. But Mike Hilton's going to get paid a lot because you're slot cornerbacks with a very unique rushing, pass rushing. Yeah. Team. So uh, I think he's going to get paid a lot, um, probably more than people think. I think Mike Hilton's going to be one yeah. of those guys. They're going to be like, he's going to get bagged. I don't like. I feel like people are gonna be like Mike Hilton. Who, <laughs> you know? Um, I yeah, I like that, but I don't think Mike Hilton's gonna be re-signed. Pers- I personally think they're gonna they're not gonna sign Hilton and they're gonna sign Cam Sutton. Is what I believe. I would make. I would like that. Cam Sutton's played a lot this year. I love Cam Sutton. Oh my goodness, I think he's so good. But the thing is, like, while he de- like 
I feel like Cam Sutton's coverage skills are definitely better. A lot of he, Mike Hilton definitely is better at tackling. He's a better. He can blitz the edge. He just has a better feel for the game. But it just seems like the coverage ability of Cam Sutton are so much better. Just whether it be Mike Hilton small, whatever. Like he gets burnt a lot, but just because yeah. of his height mainly. But overall, Cam Sutton is a very good corner, and you're not gonna. I feel like if we franchise tag Mike Hilton, it's a scenario where it's like, yeah, we have Mike Hilton for one more year. But then we don't have the money to re-sign Cam Sutton, and it's we're just gonna have one year of Mike Hilton because we we're not just gonna we can't just keep it. I feel like when it comes to Cam Sutton, um, I think you like Mike Hilton go. I think is what they'll do, and they'll keep Cam Sutton, and they'll try to sign him to a longer term deal because obviously we don't. Joe Hayden is probably you know like Joe Hayden is old. He's up there in age, and it's not like he's gonna be there for years and years. And you know Steve Nelson and Cam Sutton, I believe, are who they're gonna have to try to bank on. As, as their future assets at corner. So that's just what I think. I think I don't think James Conner will be back. I think they'll they might reset. They already said he they already said he wasn't they came they? out and said it, it didn't the exact quote didn't say we're not resigning you know James Conner, but everyone and their mother assumed that that means I don't even know what the exact quote was, but it was like at this point it's hard it's hard to see a future with James on the or whatever. Um, yeah, I think I think they draft Najee Harris. Whether that be a first round, I, not, I think I think Najee Harris is probably their first round selection. I, the reports came out and said the Steelers and the Dolphins were the two teams that were most interested in Najee Harris at the uh, Senior Bowl, I believe it was. Um, and I think if the Dolphins don't trade for Deshaun Watson, then their first round this season looks like Devonte Smith at three, and then back at their other pick, Najee Harris. But um, yeah, it would definitely not surprise me if the Steelers to get him because he's obviously an amazing downhill runner for, for Alabama. Put up one of the craziest seasons in recent memory. And for a team that was dead last in the NFL in rushing, that's definitely something that, that you're in need of. So I think that would probably be their pick. Would I like to see a potential quarterback be drafted? Definitely. Um, but I do think Najee Harris, if I had to predict it, would be the pick. Yeah. And I think if the Steelers I go love- for a quarterback, they're going to have to trade up. Yeah. I, I definitely you're not going to get much value out of a quarterback at 24th or whatever a pick is yeah it's the um, same thing like i've said with all these I, other teams your only the only your only option there really would be mac jones and you know while he obviously led his team to the national yeah. championship and won it i just don't see mac jones as like a real productive nfl quarterback on the same level that i see all of these other first round quarterbacks I've seen, like a, I've seen a bunch of like i haven't watched them i think i watched like and i was like why Mac Jones is going to be good in the NFL. I've seen like a bunch, like pretty much one for everybody that I thought was going to be good, except for like Trevor Long. Um, Justin Fields, Kyle Trask, um, Trey Lance a little bit. But Trey, I, feel like I think Trey Kyle Lance Trask is going to be like, oh, no, no, I wasn't thinking Kyle Trask. No, I, I got him mixed up for a second. I was thinking Kyle mm-hmm. Pitts for a second. I think Kyle Pitts could be the best <laughs> tight end prospect we've seen in years. Like legitimately unguardable. Like I saw, okay, I I did not. I watched like maybe maybe three college football games, but I didn't like watch any of them the whole way through. And it's just like if I'm just chilling at home on Saturday, I'll just throw it on maybe um, on the TV. But um, I saw him play, and I didn't even really know who he was. And then I saw him playing, and it was like this. This is like his first game back from injury, and he he was so good, so athletic. He's big. He's tall. He's fast. He looks like um i don't even know he, he almost looks like gronk he almost looks like gronk like but not as like strong you know yeah 
Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. And tight ends are usually a position that more so than most positions kind of take a little bit of acclimation when they get to the NFL, right? And they're not like they don't come in as NFL ready. I think there's a potential that Kyle Pitts comes into the NFL and as a rookie is a top five tight end. Like, I think there's a. Yeah. And it's it's crazy. That man was literally like guys that I have heard of like prospects to be very good. I forget what team, but they were playing like a good good college football and those ranked high and he was making these like first round prospects like absolute bums legitimately trash and i was like like who's gonna draft that guy first round i know they would mention like a probable first round pick so Kyle, he literally made them look like legitimately like routed them up and then just mossed them like it doesn't yeah. get much much easier for him um and obviously it's gonna be di- different that amount yeah. of promise definitely good I, for sure well, i don't know i think what when was he gonna get drafted like let's see you so Hawkinson was drafted really high. I think he was drafted like eight. Yeah, he was drafted eight. Really high. And um, obviously that was weird. I know Detroit wanted to trade down, but they couldn't. There's, get anyone to there's, trade down. there's a speculation that Pitts could get top five. I mean, <laughs> it makes a lot of sense to me. I, must I don't know it. where he would. Yeah, I don't. I don't necessarily know who all the top five. I know the top three, obviously being um, Jacksonville at one, the Jets at two, and um, Miami at three. But obviously Jacksonville's taking Lawrence. No way they take Pitts at two. I think they take Panay Sewell or maybe Zach Wilson. He's in the um, draft this year. It's in the draft next. No, yeah, he's he's in the draft this year. Oh, geez, that messes up my draft, my very preliminary Google sheet drive, like my Google sheet drafts like board so far mm-hmm. is very much. I need. To... <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, I don't think be... I think the Dolphins have Jasicki, so I don't think they would go for him either. But I don't really know who. I think yeah, I don't know who the four and five teams even are. Uh, I know. I'm pretty sure four is uh Philly. Hmm. Well, they're I'm not sure. going to get him. Oh, uh, yeah. Even if Ertz doesn't come back, they they still have Goddard. The Falcons are at four. To draft the tight end. Um, the Falcons are at four. They've got Hurst, but obviously, um, you know, Pitts is better. But I don't think they'll take him. Uh, the Bengals are at five, and it it comes down. Know. It's like if Sue if Panay Suo's on the board, you take him. But if he's yeah. not, you might go Pitts if you're Cincy. Yeah, that would make sure. I don't know if I would actually go Pitts top five. You know, I just think a tight end. I think a tight end is pretty important. But, you know, if you could get him or you could get the Penn State linebacker. I don't remember his name right now. Michael but Parsons. Micah Parsons. Yeah, Michael like, Parsons. Absolute, like, you could like, get him. All reports about him have been like, that he's just been like falling down the draft board very much so in recent uh, days. I guess because, like, I guess he has like, quote, like, uh, mental, not mental problems. Emotional issues or something. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You could, you could go him. You could go the the corner from Alabama. I don't know his name. Jamar Chase, obviously, mm-hmm. if he's still there. Um, Devon, I was, I'm, I'm assuming Devontae Smith will be gone by then. But my thing is, yeah. if you're Cincy, take Sewell. I think he should be number one on your draft board because protect Honestly. Joe Burrow at all costs, right? I think you take Panay Sewell if he's there. But if he's not, you could look into Kyle Pitts for sure. Yeah, I think their tight end was is Kyle Uzama or. And it's usually CJ Uzoma, but I think he was injured for most of the year, and they they rocked with Drew Sample for most of the for the majority of the season. Obviously, neither of them are very good. So, yeah, that would be amazing. That'd be nice for them. Great receiving target for Joey Burrow. But uh, that's a lot of draft talk. That's a lot of draft. And they've got. I'm telling you, there's going to be a lot of draft talk um, from us in the offseason. Right now, we've got one. Next week, we still got a lot of stuff to um try and next figure week out. Next week is Super Bowl week. Oh, that it is. But we still have Monday episode, and all likely it will be yeah. 
to record an episode then. We'll do something interesting on Monday, obviously, as you all yeah. expect. Because there's no games on this weekend, so we can't do our game analysis as per usual. But we'll do something interesting for you on Monday. And then on Friday, obviously, we'll be there with our with our Super Bowl prediction at least. We'll probably we might do something else there. We're we'll, I mean, give us some ideas if you have any. But mm-hmm. a rough, a rough yeah. sketch of the week. For sure. And then if something sure. interesting comes up, maybe we can do something on Wednesday. We'll see what we'll, we go we we ebb and flow. We see what comes and what goes and, and we roll down the river with it. Yeah. But I'm I'm telling you, the Wednesday episodes were really nice. They're really nice. We could do different stuff during the the uh, season. But in the off season, I'm definitely thinking the Wednesday episode is gonna dry up. Just not, yeah. not to be like yeah, definitely. Because the Wednesday episodes you know, were cool because it gave us a little bit of a refresher in the season when we kind of had two series, the analysis and the prediction series going on. But when you know every single episode is like you know for the most part something different. Currently, mm-hmm. it's like. You know what I mean? There, there's not necessarily enough ideas and interesting content to go around every single time. Yeah. We might. No, never mind. That's too far in the future. I, mean, I don't know. There's there's a lot of stuff to talk over. But right now, we got we got the Super Bowl, which is very interesting. Um, yes. And we've got, we're going to go, no, for Monday, we're going to have our Madden tournament analysis. Oh, sweet. <laughs> I'm so hyped. It's going to be so odd. So epic. <laughs> so epic. But yeah, for now, we're focused on Super Bowl 55 here. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the first Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the first ever team to play Super Bowl at their home stadium. It's crazy sure. stuff. It's crazy know, stuff. That was almost the Vikings. So so yeah. recently, this video popped up and suggested it was like a deep dive into the Minneapolis miracle. And it was a really, it was really well put together. Whoever made it, it was really well put together. It's one of the videos. There's four videos that I always go back to. Um, Anthony Brown career, career highlights. And then the Anthony <laughs> Rise and Fall videos both made by Steeler Nation highlights, I think, on YouTube. I follow I, I I'm subbing <laughs> a ton of nostalgia there watching and then okay, I guess there's five. <laughs> um Levian Bell career highlights from the Steelers and not made by Steelers Nation highlights. It was made by it's made by someone else, but I'm sure Steelers Nation highlights is a very good um Le'Veon Bell career highlight. Um and then Andrew Luck career highlights and then this that that video right there that video is another one I'm definitely gonna go back and watch it's very nostalgic I didn't I did not get to watch the Minneapolis Miracle live sadly enough but I've seen it back a lot of times I've watched the game back um, just on my own and it's, it was a great game so many great storylines going into it and whatever I that is definitely in my opinion I know that was not the great a great year for Steelers but that was in my opinion that was the most fun I ever had and like watching the NFL so there's so many good games so many just fun just fun times it was yes. it's all it's all from that year i'm pretty sure it's 2018 i don't have a markdown and it's a little bit long <laughs> week i'm not sure on the that year and then the, the eagles went on to win the super bowl big nick <laughs> yeah big <laughs> dina uh, lagged for explicit content on here um you all know what we're thinking yes yes <laughs> but well we can we can we sit and we hope that 2021 and the next season will be just as good as that year but the super bowl will be better Oh wait, no, never mind. That was the the Super Bowl was good that year. Oh, the Super Bowl, that was a great. Super Bowl. That, was that was a good Super Bowl. The Rams and Patriots Super Bowl was awful. No, that was not a good. Super Bowl. But yeah, we, we we can hope that this next year will be just as good as that year, and we'll get all the good football games and all the good talent in the league that we like to see. That year, the first year where Antonio Brown wasn't there, or no, it wasn't the year that Antonio Brown left? That's the year that um I got there all year. The one. One of the worst years of Steeler football, not Steeler football, but one of the worst years of football um, was the year that, and then that was the first year that, that Anthony Brown was left. And then Ben got injured, and it was just, it was not 
great. I did not enjoy watching football much that year. Not even Steeler football. Yeah. I didn't quite enjoy the, for the first time ever. Literally the first time ever. I've always been a big offense guy. I've always liked watching the offense way more, and um, and that's always been more exciting for me. And this was when the, that was probably the first year that I legitimately could not care less about the offense because I was just a field goal. A field goal. It was so rare that the Steelers score. I don't yeah. know how we won. <laughs> That was just that's a testament to how dumb. And so yeah, yeah, that that is because the if you didn't know that season with that stellar defense where we ended up going eight winning eight football games, the most points we put up in a game that season was twenty seven versus yeah. the Bengals. That was the most points in the entire freaking season. And that was the like Ryan Finley led Bengals was the most <laughs> points we put up in a season. Yeah. Terrible. That that offense, I like I always like I like to I always, you know, I'm always a big Mason Rolf supporter. But there's just not a lot of moments to look back at that season, and you're like, yes, Mason Rudolph was good that year. Yeah, there's there, there's not a lot of redeeming qualities offensively from that season from really any player, to be yeah. fair. Deontay Johnson, like, low-key. Like, yeah, Deontay Johnson. I guess Matt Filer. <laughs> Matt Filer had a redeeming season. but I, I love, like, look, I like kind of love to go back. And not go back. I love at some point just to make a Steeler, completely Steeler-dedicated episode to are free agents because there's a lot of different guys leading stuff all around that um but the thing is we i've always like we've kind of like quote branded ourselves as a nfl pod, a sports podcast we talk about the nba and we talk about the steel at the nfl and we don't want to be a, like a steelers podcast and i know you can look at the demographics and i can see that people are listening are not all, like all from i don't want I, I always hate that we're going to make it too steelers based and people are going to be like i'm not a steelers fan why am i listening that's why i was i try not to just focus on this too much as i'd kind of like to mm-hmm. at some point that might be if um but I don't want to like, you know, I don't want to mess up. The- <laughs> it could be interesting, definitely. But there's like, like Alejandro Villanueva and stuff. I, I, I think it's not out of the question that we might draft the Ansel Lyman. For- yeah. There's um the leather Leatherwood. <laughs> that has a lot of good Alabama prospects. Per yeah. usual. Leatherwood's um, a center, isn't he? Leatherwood's the center, right? Yeah, I think. So. I saw like, him on Twitter. Sure the Blitzberg on Twitter talking about how like well, Alex Leatherwood like better be the center of the future after Marquise Pouncey. Yeah, I don't know. He doesn't retire. I'm not gonna say anything. You know, comes out. But right now it's fifty fifty according. But if he yeah. retires, then you gotta feel bad for. You gotta really feel bad because the Steelers yeah. fans. We basically his best friends. That from all I can tell. So Marquis Pouncey is obviously his best friend, and he could retire. So he could be he could be gone. Then Vance McDonald was another one of his really good friends. He's already retired. Switzer was a really good friend. He's gone. Anthony Brown was a good friend. He obviously pushed his way out there and kind of ruined that. Um, yeah. You gotta feel bad for Ben. <laughs> Elo Hunter Villanueva and him were, were friends as well, I believe. Um, not as much as, as Pouncey be gone. Yeah. So, uh, it's interesting. You gotta feel for Ben. I know there's a lot of people that really do not. And, you know, there's Ben's past is not exactly the. Um, is not. I see the fans gonna look back and say, yes, Big Ben was always perfect, and we're not gonna get into that because nothing has ever been. But, um, <laughs> yeah. I'll say what you want about Big Ben. He's a darn good quarterback. And if you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, or really a lot of NFL fans in general, um, you can definitely appreciate the greatness of Ben Roethlisberger and appreciate, as Steelers fans, how nice it is to not have had to worry about a quarterback over the past you know, 15 years. Yeah, you, I know. It's always like, when Big Ben retires, what are we going to do? Like, it's always been something that's very stable organization. As far mm-hmm. as, like, literally longer than I've been alive, he has been. Yeah, because that's the main part of a football team, right? Like, if that, there are so many teams, you know, that have historically just been trapped in a scenario with a mediocre quarterback or trapped in there with you know a quarterback they don't think they can win with but it's like like where the rams are i don't think jared goff is a star quarterback but he's good enough that you don't want to get rid of him yeah 
And I'm just very thankful that over the past 15 years, we've never been in a situation like that. You know, you've never had to worry about who the quarterback will be. We've never had to worry about, you know, the quarterback play or this, that, and whatever else. We've always had a stable quarterback position, and I'm definitely very thankful for that. Definitely. We don't want to get political and or controversial. That might be a new thing. Well, so we're not going to get, talk about Ben's past, but as a player, there's not much, if anything, to come. And I hate it. I hate it just before. We're, we're probably going to stop pretty soon, but I hate it this time of the year. It's always the rumor. Mike Tomlin should be Mike Tomlin should be fired. Mike Tomlin shouldn't be brought back as a coach. Memo, so if you ever, the Steelers ever just do not resign. Like they're like, we're not going to resign Mike Tomlin. I'm going to be very much, very much so upset. Unless he like like regresses a, as a coach, it's kind of hard to do. But if unless he like regresses as a coach, <laughs> saw it from Doug Peterson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. But it's it's not likely. And if unless he does like seriously like just turn into like a bad coach, then I then we're not going to. But he's he's so good, and you know, he puts a team in position to win every single game. And I think that's a, a very underrated thing. You don't. He's a, never had a losing season. Um, he's had two eight and eight seasons, I think. Um, mm-hmm. which is he's not below 500 though. So you can't say he's had a losing season. Um, he's coached a lot of good teams, been to two Super Bowls, one, one, you know, and he's not perfect. That's, you know, a lot of people say him and like him and Pete Carroll, if you look into this, like similarities, they are very, very similar. They are very like players, coaches, which is, um, the main similarity. But you know, I feel like there's like weird things. They're like hometown or whatever. Like they're like two miles apart or whatever. I'm not sure if that's true. But I heard I've in the back of my head, I remember hearing that. A while back, Doug Peterson and, and Mike Tomlin have like have some strange similarities, and then you look at like their coaching style, and it's kind of the same. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Um, I recently, well, my friend, my friend has has my, like made like a Discord server for the honors classes or whatever, and it's kind of stupid. Well, I got Discord and I joined it, and I joined this, the NFL, like the NFL Discord, and that's like twenty four seven. If you ever go on there, it's always like making fun of Russell. It's like let Russ cook, and like whenever you let Russ cook, and then it's like the video of the person like trying to cook and seeing it like. Everything mm-hmm. like, starts burning up and whatever, which is a funny meme, but I kind of can't help but like think it's more than a meme. Like It might actually be true because you did let Russ cook, and he was very successful, and then it's kind of stopped being successful. Yeah. But that's a late night thoughts here. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's it's 12.30. We're, we're tired. We get the late night thoughts. I know. If ever we at, like legitimately blow up and I'm like, a large following and they go back and leave the podcast it's really late we're going to be flamed beyond yes yes very dumb stuff whenever it gets one o'clock slash pass one and um i could lose a lot of reputation <laughs> as, <laughs> as sport as making sports takes whenever i say like you know i mean I, it's bad enough whenever i say stuff like <laughs> like um uh my defensive player of the year nothing like hmm. <laughs> yeah my offensive line my offensive line top 10 list boy yeah, nothing, we've all been there. <laughs> nothing brings me back like messing up every single. Yes, <laughs> but we we've all been there. But um, it's it's getting late. We 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 give you our little we we there's our our prediction for our free agent stuff. We gave you our little uh short outline, whatever brief outline, whatever like vague outline of of what next week will look like. Um, it is the it is the the. Saturday episode, so I, I got it right once again. Let's go. So before we get off, you know what you have to you, you have to end it with the classic phrase. But <clears throat> let me make sure my throat my throat is very clear. Let me put water Thank here. You. My- Thank you. <clears throat> I hope the Colton and Joe show acted as the perfect segue to the most awesome weekend of your whole entire life. Not 
not just like, oh, the past year, this is definitely my past year. No, your whole entire life. I'm telling you, it's going to be the best week in your past, whole entire life because of this Sweet. Coleman Josh episode. That one acts as just the perfect segue. I'm telling you. It's, yeah. it's a perfect formula. Yeah, I agree with him. I second whatever he said. <laughs> so in closing, you know how we must close. From us here at the Colton and Joe Show, we are peace and peace.